Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. This is Song versus Song, a, a special experimental edition. <laughs> it is in a couple of ways. All right. This week, we are going to be doing songs that uh, are not uh, temporally related at all. They do not come from the same decade. They are 16 years apart, I want to say. 13? Uh, a a mm. decent distance. Usually, we uh, try and get songs from like the same genre, the same general time period. This time, we will be doing I Kissed a Girl versus I Kissed a Girl. We have there's a lot of girl kissing in this uh in this particular episode. We are doing Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl versus Jill Sobule's I Kissed a Girl. Lena, you have wanted to do this one for a, a bit, I feel like. Um This was so, your idea and you've been pushing this one for years. I don't I mean, I guess I bring it up occasionally. I feel like you're kind of you're overstating it. I was surprised yeah. when you said that we were doing it. Um Well, I mean, like you've been pushing the idea that we we do songs with the same title and see how that goes. Yes, I had um, I'd had a completely different one that I said we were going to do. We were going to do Cruel Summer versus Cruel Summer and then you suddenly like bulldozed me like a <laughs> bastard. I don't know that you of the uh the ones you have brought to me that I felt was the strongest because they are probably the only two songs named I Kissed a Girl that have ever existed. Mm. Of in, I mean, I I feel like there's more than one cruel summer on us, or more than two cruel summers. I just think that's that's a fun idea, and I still think that yeah. when when it's summer, we should do it. Okay, well we'll hold off on that one for the summer. Yeah, we'll be, but like, and I, by I, which time we'll be cool for the summer. <laughs> uh, check out our new episode about uh, Demi Lovato's Camp Rock uh, on the Patreon. That's a Patreon bonus exclusive. It went to dark places. Check it out. <laughs> As do all Disney Channel things. Nice. This time, this uh, this one, I kiss a girl. It is, it has the same title, and it has the same topic. It is about what it seems to be basically the same situation, uh, kissing your first girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the people delivering it are very different. I think about Quite. as about as different as two people can be. Yes. Uh, um, they these are very different people, and for one, one is very famous, and one has two minor hits in 1995. And by the I, way, I mean Joseph Buell has has a kind of notoriety. Yeah, she's you know she's not nobody. She's also not Katy Perry, who had five number one hits off of one album. By the way, I just want to point out that Katy Perry is officially making her third appearance on this show. And if you had made me guess who was going to have get their third appearance first on this show, I would have absolutely guessed Katy Perry. This does not surprise me at all. This is my podcast after all. Yeah, I was going to say, so there's there's a couple of things that make this episode experimental. We're about to talk about the second one. I am not surprised by it either. Your relationship with Katy Perry is, shall we say, <laughs> complex. Um, I believe since since. Uh, the I Kissed a Girl era, you have sort of been of the I absolutely fucking hate her. Why do I also fucking love some of her songs mentality? Yeah. She sounds like Kermit the Frog, but also <laughs> Hot and Cold is good, actually. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a running theme through my uh, career, having extremely conflicted feelings about Katy Perry. How, how, how are you? Where are you now? We'll 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 see on that. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't wait. And you um, and if there's one thing I know about you, it is that you love uh, 90s chick rockers. It's true. Um, that is a notable fact about me. And um, uh, I listened to Jill Sobule's album. And I have to say, like, this would not be made in any other decade. This is absolutely, absolutely true. This is a very um, 90s record, a very 90s artist. Yeah, I still um, uh, not that I'm bitter, but uh, I still think it's funny that people got mad when we did the Grammys coverage. We said we didn't like Miley Cyrus's flowers and someone had the audacity to say it's not for me because I don't understand women's empowerment music, which is look. I understand that anybody listening on YouTube probably has not listened to us before at all. Maybe that's like my subgenre. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
That's like all I listened to growing up. And it's still like, I would say solidly 85 to 90% of what I listen to now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yes, Joseph, you obviously an artist who I was very well aware of in 1995 when that album came out, uh, not her first album, but uh, certainly the first album I think most people would have ever heard of from her. Yeah. I mean, I did not know much about Jill. So Buell. I know she had a song off the clueless soundtrack. I'm not even entirely sure that I had listened to. I kissed a girl all the way through before doing this episode. Jill. So Buell's. Uh, I knew of it, obviously it was a, I don't know. I think they covered like a VH one, one hit wonders or something like that. Even though she's not quite a one or MTV did a, a fun two hit wonder episode once. I liked that, but uh, you know, I didn't, I, I, I still don't know much about her, even though I listen to a couple of her records now, except that she seems to be like of a particular kind of nineties, cute twee indie songwriter. Interestingly, she did not really want to be lined up with like the, like the, the, the little, little affair, affair types. Yeah. She did not have an interest in being a part of that. Like, I don't She's think she a thought less... of it as a, as a bad thing. Like she didn't, I don't think she did a disrespect for people who were part of that, but she wasn't like anxious to join that particular club. I'm not sure why, but she does seem a lot less earnest than the Sarah McLaughlin and Indigo girls, a lot less po-faced and serious. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, she's just one of the boys. <laughs> That's, no, a that's joke the other it's one. The name of a kitty. Yeah, that's the yes. other one. You got you got that really great joke I told. It was a joke that you and I would get, and a couple other people who also know things for no good reason would also know. All right, and understand and maybe laugh at. So, one thing we are trying to do more these days, if for the for the podcast, is that we are trying to take active opposing sides. On the, the mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. 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 And, uh, you know, I am the conflicted Katy Perry defender. And you are the 90s rock person. And uh, 90s women rockers especially. So, Lena, which one are you picking? I am, of course, picking Katy Perry. Yeah, and I'm I'm picking the opposite easily. So this is great. So, like, like how the sausage gets made... Um, I had contacted you and said, mm. I think we should play against type. I mean, that's not going to be hard for me because it seems really, really obvious to me that uh, Jill Sobule is the superior one. I was like lining up to like, OK, I can make a defense of Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. And then you proposed. That. I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God, because I really do not like Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. I've never liked it. I thought it was. Like, if I've been, like, conflicted all my YouTube music reviewing career about Katy Perry, I Kissed a Girl is Why. Awful song. Awful fucking song. I, You know, I look forward to agreeing to disagree on this one. Um, but, but, yeah, I thought it would, I, like, it's not that I only said let's do it because. For contrarianism um, reasons. Yeah, like that wasn't the only reason, although anybody who has listened to more than two episodes of the show is aware that I do many things purely for contrarian reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, This time it really was that I just found myself doing more research into Katy Perry. And I thought, oh, I guess this is the side I've picked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. I don't know. You here we are. You assumed that I was I, that I was going to be the Katy Perry defender here. I did because it was we were in a Slack channel and you said there is clearly a correct answer to this question. Uh-huh. And knowing your general distaste for acoustic mm-hmm. rock, like sitting with an acoustic guitar and saying things earnest, mm-hmm. earnestly, um I just assumed that you were going to say that that song was bad. And in fact, I had, I guess, invented a memory where you had, in fact, said, I thought you said that both songs were were garbage. I absolutely did not say that. I think you're gaslighting me, but there's (laughs) nothing I can do about this. So let me ask, how did you wind up on the tentative pro Katy Perry side on this one? Because, like I said, I think that song is just ass. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you. You ready? I've got I've got my answer for you. So Jill Sabuel mm-hmm. is cool. Yes, she's too cool for school. She's very 90s ironic cool. 
But I, I would argue that, in fact, if you look at her career trajectory, some of the things that she's done, her overall political opinions, I would just say in general, she's actually pretty cool. She'll okay. be all just like a cool person. You know who isn't cool at all? Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry is like the least cool pop star maybe in history. I don't know. I just I think that I looked at the situation. And I thought every time I make gains it in public, like maybe the queer community is going to take me back this time. I always self-destructively throw it away. And I was like, this time I'm going to throw away for Katy Perry. Um, and mostly it was because I thought like Katy Perry is just so profoundly uncool and her song is uncool. And I related to it more as a result. Like I relate more to the details of Jill Sabule's life. Like we have some stuff in common that I'm like, ah, yes, I see this. Um, but behavior wise, I'm like, nope, regrettably, I am more <laughs> like Katy Perry, <laughs> more weird, more uh, clearly uncomfortable in my own skin all of the time. Um, Katy Perry. Uh, so that's it. That was like really the, the starting point. And I think also probably it, it helped that I was, um, transitioning for the first time like right around then like yeah. that's like 2008 right 2008, like yeah 2008 is like right when i detransitioned like that mm-hmm. the summer of that year so like you know Katy perry would have been in the mix of my of my very complex queer life right at the time i certainly remember a lot of negative articles about her and this particular song um which is a thing i also want to talk about a little bit but I don't know. It's the short answer is she's really uncool and I felt seen. <laughs> I mean this is this is awkward because I'm I'm sitting here as a a straight guy as you like to tell me all the time possibly the straightest guy in the universe and you do not say that I think as a compliment. I but- don't <laughs> say it as either thing. I just think it's very funny as I told yeah. you yesterday that you are this extremely straight cisgender man who just for some reason also wears a dysphoria hoodie. That's a joke for the trans <laughs> listeners. Enjoy it. Yeah, that's um, a definitely not a joke for me as I don't know what that is. I literally explained the joke to you yesterday, I, Todd. I, I didn't. Okay, the first don't time. Don't make you, me explain it to you a second time. That will only make it funnier. I didn't know it when you told it to me the first time. Okay. Well, anyway. Because. Um, yes. So you're saying that you feel uncomfortable doing this because you feel like this is not within your wheelhouse, nor should it be? Uh, no, but like it is something I am aware of. But like as from the straight guy's perspective, Jill Sabule's I Kissed a Girl is not for me. It is not meant to impress me. And for that reason, it impresses me a lot more. Then Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl, which I always interpreted as being for my benefit. Like, tee-hee, wink-wink for the boys, you know? I, I'm aware. So I, I think part of my argument is going to be, is it is it, though? That is something I have had to reconsider these last few years. Like, that- this is not even getting into the quality of the song, but mm-hmm. the very strongly held 2008 feministing.com belief that this was purely a song about how teehee hope my boyfriend don't mind it i am just kissing boys i was just kissing girls because the boys will like it and i'll make money like that was the meme that was how people talked about Katy perry for a long time and in fact was the reason why i did not listen to any of her music for many years and uh i mean i was not uh, watching a uh, reading feministing.com or Jezebel or whatever. But, you know, I was in college roughly around that time. I watched a bunch of girls kissing at parties. You know, this is uh, it was a pretty familiar like girls gone wild. Like he's like make out on camera for us. There was a lot of that shit going on at the time. And so that's that's the trend. I assumed this was part of. How down are you to have a conversation about queer culture in the 90s versus the 2000s? How ready are you for it? Uh, you know, I'm always open to learn. I think that my opinion is that the 90s were in some ways actually less conservative than yeah. the the, po- the post 9-11 2000s. 
I mean, that's a very easy thing to say. I mean, there I are ways that that's actually true, but certainly if we're comparing these two songs, one uh, comes from a Jew from Denver <laughs> who was actively dating women at the time and still like, though bisexual, mostly dates women in real life. Mm-hmm. And the other is from like a very like grew up in a very conservative family, did like Christian rock at the beginning of her career. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has now since said, in fact, yes, that not only did she kiss girls, but did more than that, but still like how many women have Katy Perry been, has Katy Perry been remotely linked to? doesn't mean she's not bisexual, but like these things do exist in an almost direct opposition to each other. Yeah. And for the record, I don't think she's ever come like, like identified explicitly as bisexual, she said things where, you know, you like, you can put this together, what what that equates to. But she's never actually said that word. Yes. Well, she's also like when people were asked if she was a feminist, she said no. Well, she changed her mind on that. So like. Yeah. But she's like, never you said, know, there's, she's never come out and said, I am like straight either. So. I think Katy Perry just doesn't really know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I find that very relatable. Mm. But yeah, I mean, like their their identities are very different, and I think that there's a reason why Jill Sabuel found success in 1995 and Katy Perry found, found success, success in 2008. They, they are, are very much a product of their times. So much so, like when I was listening to that Jill Sabuel album, I just like was I that was like a, a warping through time. I don't know what it is exactly about her, but like that breed of you know that of humor just doesn't exist anymore that that specific kind of person doesn't exist anymore it's it's I, I don't know how to define it just like writing funny songs on your guitar the the archness of it yeah it's interesting because it feels like that got traded in for like ukulele youtubers <laughs> you know what i mean there's a um, there's a there's not a, a critique of ukulele YouTubers, but it was a thing and it does feel like kind of like the the, the next logical step. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just like that kind of like smug Gen X superiority to Jill Sobule that Katy Perry, uh, who is like just happy to roll around in the mud, does not have. Like a pig. Again, she's <laughs> way more relatable to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Jill Sobule. Denver, like a- actively involved with people of the same sex from a very young age. There's, I read an interview with her where somebody asked her what was the first like lesbian movie she saw. And she was like, I had a fake ID and I got into this theater and it was this weird French film, very like rated R softcore called Billitus. And I read that. And then, Todd, do you know what I did? You went and found Billitus? I went into my office one room away and pulled my copy of Billitus. <laughs> Is that how it's off pronounced? The shelf. I don't know, man. That's I. I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a. Those are uh, naked ladies on I'm that. Sh- I'm sure I'm saying that incorrectly, but like, I'm not. A, I'd never said I was a smart person. I just said I'm a person that owns that movie that she mentioned, and I thought. This truly, uh, she is a similar person. She she described herself as being Jewish in the way that Olive Garden is Italian food. <laughs> and I was like, uh, 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 relatable. Uh, yeah. And then she, apparently she went to Catholic school, which I also did. And um, even though she didn't have to go to theology class, which I still had to do, um, uh, I'll tell you, there's nothing more fun than having a, a nun tell you that you're not supposed to jerk it because uh, it's a sin. <laughs> A wild situation, but um, I'm assuming she did this for the same reason I did, which is that you have to do a certain number of quite quote community service hours per year. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things they let you do is like, if you went to like the school mass and like performed like with your acoustic guitar that counted. So mm-hmm. I just did that cause I had too lazy and too unkind and ungracious to actually help people yeah. with a, what a piece of shit. Oh my God. Instead you, um, instead you actively harm people by playing. There you go. That's correct. Certain, certainly I'm sure people hated it, but, um, but that's the thing that Joseph Buell also did. And I thought that's weird. 
it's a weird number of things that we have in common. Nothing could be more in common than the billetus thing, but mm-hmm. like, it's all pretty strange. But that's sort of the sauce, right? That's 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 where she's growing up. That's her situation. And then this thing happens where she, you know, she decides she's gonna. She like went abroad, and while she was abroad, she was like busking on the street with a friend, and uh, some like guy was like, "I've got a club." cut perform my club and she was like there's no way this is on the level and then it was on the level and she she got a taste for it and then when she went back to denver she decided i'm i'm, I'm gonna do that for real here in the united states and she eventually got to a place where uh that happened um but of course very interestingly she came in and signed and the the executives were like, at long last, we have a woman playing a guitar who's not gay. <laughs> so despite the not, fact that she was about to write the song, I Kissed a Girl, she was actually the most in the closet she'd ever been. Let's say it's not like even if I had never heard I Kissed a Girl, uh, I don't necessarily get like straight vibes off of her. Like it is no, it is I not like not. the most shocking thing in the world. I don't. So um, I think someone had said something in the comments that was like, you know, if this had been um, Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl versus Supermodel, it would be a very different situation. To which the first thing to say is, but that would never happen because the whole point is that they have the same title. But right. Otherwise, they're nothing alike. But um, so she did that that first that first album. And uh, you've seen the music video, I assume, for I Kissed a Girl, but have you seen the music video for Supermodel? I have not. Let me go. I, I think I've seen a little clips of it, but not the entire full thing. That's the one off the Clueless soundtrack. Yes, it is. One of my all-time favorite movies. It sure is. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I'm correct to like that. That's 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 like better than Macbeth, you know? <laughs> so the oh, thing wait. to know about about this video... Which I think also is kind of um, gay in a very specific way, mm-hmm. is that uh, although you know they've got clips from Clueless, the actual thing is that Jill Sabuel is in this case she's Jill White, and she's like Carrie White. Oh, and so it's a whole horror mo- motif, <laughs> which I loved. And like, if you don't know. Um, Exploring queer identity through horror is a pretty common practice. <laughs> right. Again, like it all feels very nineties. But you listened to it. What what did you think? Did you listen to the preceding record? Did you listen to the one that came out in nineteen ninety or no? No, I, w- I, w- I listened to the one after. Uh, the so- the one after this the self titled one? Yeah. Or are you just okay. So you listened to ha- Happy Town. Yeah. A pretty good record, but the kind of record that tells you this is a person not interested in being famous. Right. Um, like that's, I think that's a good album. Um, whereas the first album that she did is, uh, I don't know the nice way of saying, just incredibly boring. <laughs> like a really, really boring. It's called Things Here Are Different, and I could not disagree more. But Like it came out in 1990. It feels very like boring 1990. I just I was kind of shocked by how dull it was. I'd never listened to it before. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've both both listened to the self-titled Jill Sabuel album. Right. What did you think of it? Uh, I liked it a lot. There is a, a little bit of a, like a smugness to it. Like, if you liked Jill Sabuel, you probably liked Daria also, I feel like. And uh, I'm not sure, like, how the kids would feel about it. Like maybe you had to be there. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I mean, like there is the the Fabio element to the yeah. music video. Yeah, that is Fabio, Fabio plays her husband in the music video. That is pretty hilarious. Like not only like you're not you're this isn't like cheating on John C. Riley in Chicago here. You have like yeah. the man. So and here's a que- here's a question. Do you think the kids like 1999's But I'm a Cheerleader? I don't know. I've never seen it. What? Wow. See, I, you know, straight bona fides affirmed indeed, yet again. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Dysphoria hoodie aside, yeah. you really are. Um, and this record in general just feels like they it could play as the soundtrack to 1999's But I'm a Cheerleader. Yeah, and I feel like they're, like if I were trying to make the case that Katy Perry is better, like that would be my first 
uh, attack on it. Like the, the there's a there's a sense of like I I'm not like other girls in this to Jill Sabule. I don't uh, agree. She's got some she's got some sincere songs in there, but there's I, I mean literally Supermodel, and I, I fucking love Supermodel. That's a great song. I agree. I mean that song's the best. That song's the bomb.com. But it's making fun of the popular kids. Let's let's be thoroughly clear about this. I'm aware of what it's doing. Like yeah. I, you know, I'm familiar with the works of Pablo Neruda. You know, you're not. <laughs> I'm not. You're not putting anything down that I'm not picking up. But like the song is fun, and I don't know that it's that terrible to make certain jokes about um, mm-hmm. about the popular kids from from tame to tame. I think it's probably okay. Yeah. I don't know. My favorite track of that album is um, Karen by Night. Yeah, that's a good song too. Like uh, these are all good songs. The one we're talking about, "I Kissed a Girl," it's it's cozy almost. It's it's cute. It's uh, you know uh, this is uh, you know the '90s. We're not like the the most horribly repressive time, but it wasn't like an era of glee either. <laughs> so no, like the late 2000s and early 2010s. Yeah, like is this the, is, is the glee era. Right. This is a time when it is provocative for a, you know, a woman to just say, yes, I'm into girls. And yeah, just I mean, to be I like, she, she, like she thoroughly, to, um, sorry, God. And just to be thoroughly unconcerned with how you take it. It's just like it, it feels just like a story. It was like, wow, I kissed a girl and I liked it. And uh, like just genuinely mean it. I may do it again because I think it's fun. It turns out I'm into that and I'm perfectly fine with being into that. Yeah, you know, behind the scenes, uh, she wanted the the video to actually end with a like a legitimate kiss, and they axed it. They would not let her do it, and she was like, "That would have been predating the Ellen kiss." Wow. Which to me is like you know when you talk about your like cultural touchstones, Ellen kissing another woman on Ellen is a uh, it was Laura Dern, wasn't it? I have no idea. It's got to be Laura Dern. I just assume it's always Laura Dern. <laughs> um, everything that's gay but not gay is Laura Dern. That's how that works. That's the science. But um, yeah, she was trying to. She like just missed it. Had that happened, she really would have been something. Something really like that would have been even more notable. I think. Did you know that she tried to crowdfund a record? She did. She did. She succeeded in crowdfunding a record. And while she was crowdfunding this record, these two guys came up to her and they were like, we have ideas about crowdfunding. And she was like, that's nice. And those two guys turned out to be the guys that created Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Joseph Buell has got a wild, wild career. What a wild life. Yeah. I Kiss a Girl is, I, I like the way it treats the guys in the situation. Or like the one guy, I guess, is Fabio. And it, it, it feels like, you know, this is our little secret and it's cute and it's funny. And like we, you know, it feels like they're incidental to the situation. It's like we let them have our diamonds and we'll have our pearls kind of thing. Yes, that it, is the lyric in the song. And I, I like that. I, th- I, th- I think the song's cute. I think I don't love the song. I don't think it's as good as Supermodel or, you know, some of the other tracks on that record. I think Jill Sabule is, you know, it's a good song. It's provocative for its time, but also it's just warm. Yeah. yeah. So this is a part so of it, how right? Did, I think I think my big my big argument against this song is not that it's ingenuine, not that it's not very serviceably of its time, but that of the songs that I like on that album, it's it's kind of far down the list. How come? Because like there's just other songs that are more interesting, especially um, I would say Karen by Night, Supermodel, and Resistance Song. Those are like the three that I really, really like off that record. Um, they all like Resistance Song, especially, is like such a weird track because it's sort of like how do I even explain that song? Like she's like pretending to be like in a in like a French Resistance or something. Like she's got a mistress and like. She's got. Oh, she also has a small mustache, and she's called Maurice. And I don't know. It's like such a weird, weird storyteller song. Mm-hmm. But like again, like in that very '90s way, where like it's it's very self aware, but not too much. And of course, Karen by Night, the the best one, the song that is about her boss, her conservative, boring boss, Karen, who they all make jokes about. 
like, because they're always like, come hang out with us, Karen. She's like, no, 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 bitch, I got better things. And so they like make jokes about what Karen gets up to by night, which is like reading a book and sitting next to her cat, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is a perfectly acceptable way to live. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that like she's like a like like borderline dominatrix situation, mm-hmm. like getting up to crimes, wearing a lot of leather. A wa- again, a wild track and truly great. Um, very much of that time. But if you've never heard Karen by night, let that be the one thing that you get out of the show. Go and yeah. listen to Karen by night. So how did you end up on the Katy Perry side of this? Cause I, I assu- like I assumed you would be into Jill Sobule completely. In, f- in fact, didn't your partner go see Jill Sobule? Uh, yep. That did in fact happen. This is a Jill Sobule house <laughs> until now that we're a house divided. Yeah. I, in this house, the, the bachelor house, I have seen Katy Perry. I believe that you have that. that yeah. It's not a tough sell to believe. Uh, no. So what happened was, um, I think I just started with her. I was like, I don't really know anything. I'm very bad about knowing stuff about Katy Perry. I was never a fan of hers. Mm-hmm. This is a good chance for me to just kind of dig in a little bit um, and actually have a perspective on her like 15 years after the fact, as I like to do. I like to be cutting edge. Uh, bleeding edge really. But um, the more I looked at it, the more I realized that it's kind of hard to um, get a beat on what the culture was at the time, even though I was there. And that's because I kept finding these articles like from like the 2010s where they all kept linking to this one feministing article. And it's not even like an article by one of their paid writers. It's like a community note basically. Uh Um, but everybody constantly seems to link back to this one thing. And then I, I realized that most of the Jezebel articles on Katy Perry are all gone now. Like they, like if you click, you'll see the title in a Google search, but they go to nothing. Yeah. Well, that's just uh, the the rod of the internet. Yeah. But that's, it, it kind of, I got really enthralled by the whole like concept of lost media. Mm -hmm. I thought that's really interesting that I distinctly remember like every feminist website decrying this song. I like rem- I don't think I'm misremembering that, but so many of those websites are defunct and a lot of them don't you can't find their old articles as easily. So there's a lot of this stuff that's a little bit lost to time. So I thought, well, I can kind of try to repiece some of this together. And that made just the entire conceit of talking about Katy Perry the more interesting thing mm-hmm. um, because like, I think that there's so like the two thousands, I would argue in some ways, very conservative um, not least of which, especially in the, the United States because nine 11 happened. And then, you know, we were living in this like weird George W. Bush era where a lot of people seemed very comfortable moving to the right. And that included socially to the right. And Katy Perry is this very conservative person. But that doesn't mean that like there was no gay stuff going on. But what's what was weird is that I was trying to look around that time and uh, you know what I was reminded of? Lindsay Lohan and Samantha Ronson. Oh yeah, that was a thing. It was a thing that she basically like has tried to erase from her history. But in in the 2000s, Lindsay Lohan dated a woman for a while. Yeah. And now is like, no, I'm just straight. Is she? That's the thing that she has said. I mean, like, Lindsay Lohan, like, not to, this is not, I mean, it is a judgment, but, like, I don't want to make the the episode about this. But, like, Lindsay Lohan's, like, a Mitt Romney voter, a Trump apologizer. Like, I'm not really, Lindsay Lohan is not somebody that I really look to for for good thoughts. (laughs) But she did. I mean, like she was some. She was a woman who dated at least one other woman, and um, and then later acted like it never happened. But there is something like in that story that feels almost of a piece with this song "I Kissed a Girl" because of the perception of it that it was as you had sort of talked about for the guys, right? And you know, I think there was a lot of that talk in the two thousands, which was this idea of women who weren't really gay, but felt that there was some clout to be chased in pretending. 
Yeah. Like I said, I was at those college parties. I was seeing girls make out with each other and letting me watch, which, you know, I appreciated. But like. I just think that there's something like. you could I mean, argue When that you're sober, you, kind of, you feel weird about it, you know? I think it's just for me, I look at it and I, and I think. Yeah, like they were free to do that, but I wouldn't say that that was a result of like liberalism run amok. Who said that? Like they were they were hot. No, not you. I'm just saying. Like I think that it's it. My argument that the 2000s is being was kind of more conservative in some ways than the 90s is that they kind of co opted. There was like there was a a, a systemic co opted co opting of lesbian culture. Right? There's always like two pretty girls making out. You know, I'd made a joke about like the 2000s and 2010s being the Glee era. And of course, Glee also has a bit of this. I don't want to dive into Glee too much because Jesus Christ. But like, you know, they literally performed this song. And uh, and they had two very pretty girls who were dating, who were cheerleaders. And it all kind of feels like it's of a societal piece. I think when people dislike Katy Perry... It's because they dislike everything around that song. Yeah. I don't know how much people are actually thinking about real life Katy Perry. Your friend and mine, Princess, Princess Weeks, wrote a whole, wrote, you know, a whole YouTube video about that. And I had literally never thought that like an actual bisexual person might have like any fond feelings about it. But this was all like, yeah, like this was like the thing that made uh, exploring these feelings okay for me. Like, I had this song telling me it was okay, so I was free to, you know, try kissing girls, and I could, like, it could be not a thing. I wouldn't have to, like, commit to anything. I could just find out for myself. And I was like, you know, I really never thought of it that way. I think a lot of people didn't. I think it's because, you know, um, in a way, the people who were writing those negative articles we're doing it from the Joseph Buell's perspective in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And Joseph Buell, I think, joked at one point, let called like uh, Katy Perry like a dumb slut or something. And and boy, that was had, a that was later a sh- had to recant. But, but, but like she said, the thing which I had kind of figured was true, which is that she was playing into the perception of how she felt about Katy Perry. And she was like, I didn't actually mean any of that stuff. This is what I think people think about me, and I just like decided I would just go for it and say the thing. And I was like, yeah, I totally see myself getting into a place like that and then later feeling very, very stupid and embarrassed and very sorry. Yeah, that, that was like a really shocking thing for me to read. Like Jill Sobuel just like unloads. And I, you know, I don't buy that. She, she didn't was, mean, I, I totally believe she didn't mean it. That's my take. I, I, I believe that she regrets it. It's, oh, yeah, I don't think I don't think she meant it even then. I think that it was very flat, very Daria esque. That I don't. Th- I mean, like she might have been a little annoyed about Katy Perry as popular, you know. And and certainly, I've seen Joseph people talk about this, which also makes total sense to me. Which is, she'd been really tired of being the kissed a girl girl <laughs> until somebody else was the kissed a girl girl, and she was like, "Wait a minute, now I don't even get that." Like, yeah, like it's a you know. I think there's something really kind of complex to that, and. I think to feel a little bit of ire to the other person in the equation makes sense, even if it's misplaced. It's the same thing. Like, that was sort of what I was getting at in the beginning is that, like, I think so much of the hatred for Katy Perry and this particular song is because of everything else that was happening around it. But I think Katy Perry is being genuine, honestly. Like, I know that this is also like a Max Martin and Dr. Luke joke, and Lord knows I'm not trying to defend Dr. Luke. Mm Mm-hmm. But this was Katie's idea. It was her concept. Like, you know, I don't think I've ever been able to find something that officially says, like, she wrote this part and Max Martin wrote this part and, you know, Luke wrote this part and whatever. Like, but it was her idea. You know, the story that she had given is that she was flipping through the pages of a a magazine. You know, I guess her blood ran cold. Her memory had just been so... But, uh, you know, she saw a picture of, of... Scarlett Johansson, and she was like, I would kiss those very soft lips. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I said that, like, with a with a JFK-like cadence. Oh, I would uh, kiss those <laughs> lips. Anyway, uh, yeah, so she's... 
she's she's written this song and also supposedly um you know somebody came out and said this song is about me actually and that somebody is smiley cyrus <laughs> a thing i told you yesterday which absolutely i felt like i was um i was like this this feels like i'm on like a british panel show and like there's a british panel show called um what i lie to you mm-hmm in which people say lies or the truth. Yeah, they yeah. read a statement, then you have to figure out if it's a lie or the truth. And I was like, there's something very like Miley Cyrus being like the song I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry is actually written about me. Uh, Katy Perry has said it's about a lot of people. It's not not about Miley Cyrus. This is like kind of blew my mind because this was like, how did you even know Miley Cyrus? You weren't famous yet. And uh, like, know, yeah, like Miley was still Hannah Montana. In 2008. Yeah, well, you never know what's going on behind the scenes, it turns out, yeah. in the realm of Disney. Right. Todd, listen to our bonus episode if you want to hear some suffering. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. So, like, I think that this presumption that Katie is somehow disingenuous or only doing it, only making this because she thinks it'll make her wealthy. Like, I have way more of a problem with, like, you're so gay. Oh, that was awful. Like that song, I find to be totally irredeemable. Like, oh yeah, it just sucks. the just the fucking Shane Gillis of songs. Like, <laughs> I was like, I just don't understand why. Like, why? And like, I listened to that song, and the like the lyrics are about like how she's dating this guy who's wearing more makeup than her. And now I am aware that this was sort of a mockery of emo culture, which she was a part of at the time, which makes absolutely no sense to me. But it is like a thing that was uh, true. It's pretty funny to me because I was I was I was looking at those lyrics and I was like, "Are we sure that your boyfriend isn't trans?" No, that's a stupid thing to think, and obviously, like that's not what it was. But you know, I'll do anything to, to no, like I mean, that was the, my my bullshit in there. That was you know, it was like you don't remember that you were not 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 into the emo scene like the like this. She's describing a very specific type here, a very yeah, no, I know what type. it is, yeah. I think it's just kind of a weird era in general, right? Because again, like again, to to lean into my own bullshit, uh, the one of the po- boys era, Katy Perry, um, is described as acting like a boy, burping the alphabet and binding her breasts. Is Katy Perry trans? No, uh. <laughs> but also like it, it's kind of like a weird thing where it's like what like what is the methodology here? What is what has influenced this era of Katy Perry? Because in the early two thousands, she was you know girl with acoustic guitar, earnestly singing about Christ. So she's gone through a number of phases. Yeah, she she has been on a wild journey. Yeah, like even to this point, right? Which is very early on. Um, she's kind of already gone through a lot. And again, I just, I kept looking at it and thinking, so that all makes sense though. This song makes perfect sense that she's trying to view what the idea of kissing a girl as being this innocent thing because she's been told that it's not innocent. So she's trying to make excuses for it. And if people want to see it as her cashing in on male interest, it also kind of gets her off the, like spiritual hook in a way. Yeah. And like, that's not really true, but I could see her, you know, I, it's like, boy, this is personal, but like when Raymond and I first got married, you know, we sort of had this concept that like, you know, she grew her hair out a little bit and wore a wedding dress and like, I cut my hair and wore a suit. And, and I think that in the beginning we thought like, well, I mean, we really love each other. And neither of us are straight, but like if we could pass, like we could probably stand to to avoid a lot of fucking trouble in this life. And uh, we also knew from the start that probably wouldn't happen, but we were like, we'll try it on. We'll basically like be in drag for a little while and see how it plays. And the answer was it didn't play great. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I look at that time now and then I look at Katy Perry's time in the late 2000s and I think like, is that not the same thing where she has always, and I think to an extent still does, goes like, well, I pass for this thing, and that's the easiest way to just get along in life, so why not? Because Katy Perry seems weird to me. Like, when I look at her music videos, I'm like, what a fucking weirdo. (laughs) 
she has uh, certainly leaned into her own weirdness. Yeah, and that's the thing that I find kind of recommendable about her. Also, I'm sorry, but um, other than some of the lyrics, which are pretty cringe, um, I think that musically the song kind of goes hard. Mm. Not great production, but I don't know. I enjoy it. I enjoy it sonically or, or, or like music composition wise more than the Jill Sabule song like that. It like no cap. That's legit. That is in fact how I feel. Uh, I feel uh, strongly the opposite of that. I think I know. I think I, I knew I kiss, that. I think it kiss a girl just like beyond the politics of it. I think it just like straight fucking sucks as a song. I don't like that kind of glam stomp sound. I didn't like womanizer, which came around on the same time by Britney Spears. Wasn't a fan of it, just not a fan of that sound. I think the chord structure is just ugly and plotting. Also, and you mentioned, yeah, the lyrics are bad. The lyrics are just fucking bad. Uh, you're my experimental game. Oh, rough. I think it's a, a very clumsy song. And Katy Perry has not really figured out the 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 way to sing that suits her voice yet. So it's just like all throat like all like deep in the throat it, it's unpleasant to listen to i thought uh i i'm not really warm to the uh, like the politics i have understood are complicated and i've backed off on that I, i'm not gonna back off on the fact that i just plain don't enjoy hearing it oh see and i just don't feel that way at all yeah um i enjoy it i like the 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 the, the rpm i guess like the, the beats per minute. Um, I'm like, this is pretty good. I, I like that it's kind of fuzzy. I don't dislike her voice on that. Like, I, I realize that it's not the best Katy Perry is ever going to sound. But I don't know. Like, I genuinely listened to that track, and I listened to the record, One of the Boys, and I was like, I don't know. This album's, like, pretty good. It's certainly her most cohesive album, it's not like all over the place the way that uh, Teenage Dream or, you know, the, all the other ones are. Uh, it's not as front loaded as Teenage Dream. I'm not sure it's her best album, but like it's at least sequenced correctly. Yeah. I mean, there's weird tracks on there. Um, I think Mannequin's kind of an odd track, too. I mean, it but, has You're So Gay and that's just like. Yeah, You're So Gay is really that's like if I was going to pick a song that I just think you can't redeem. Like if somehow we put "You're So Gay" against "I Kissed a Girl," that would also be very easy because "You're So Gay" is terrible to sound. It's ter- it's terrible sounding. Like yeah. it's not fun to listen to. Like I listened to it and was like, "Great, can cross that off my list. Never need to return to that fucking thing again." But I like going back to um, "Kissed a Girl" not as much as I like going back to "Hot and Cold," which is the best track on that record. But like. I like the way it sounds, just like the general pop rock sound it has before she went full pop. Yeah. I think it suits her voice better. I just don't like, like, there are, like, real low points. And I still consider I Kissed a Girl one of them. You're So Gay, obviously much worse. One of the boys is, like, a rough opener. Yeah, it's not great. I don't know. She's still in her, like, super edgy phase. None of these are Karen by Night. That's all I could tell you. <laughs> Karen by Night absolutely knocks everything over easily. But, um, well, hot damn, we've been talking for a minute. I didn't realize that we had been talking for as long yeah, as we Yeah, we, we need to. Um, uh... <laughs> yeah, I just, I think that in the oeuvre of Katy Perry, I, you know, I'm loath to say something deserves a re-examination, but. I, I feel like it's already think... had a, a pretty thorough re-examination. Oh, see, I don't pay attention, so I don't know shit, Todd. Uh, I remember how much it was reviled by the kinds of authors that I read in the late 2000s because I was a feministing regular. Very unsurprising. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the, I have found myself looking back on it now and thinking, actually, I think that this song probably did help a lot of people. And I think that it's one of those shitty things that we do sometimes where we go, just because the one person was more openly queer, yeah. that makes them more legitimately queer than the person who feels uncomfortable talking about it publicly. And that's not true, and that's not fair. And I think, like, you know, I think that this is one of those things that I personally have kind of let go of with Katy Perry. It doesn't mean that when she wrote Republican, I don't get pissed off, but, you know. 
like even as a straight guy i didn't like it like this is she kept like i'm not really it seemed like she was trying to say is like i'm not really gay i'm not really uh i'm i'm doing this for your benefit which is like not only is that you know it, it's insulting but it's also like not hot i didn't no, think it was I very like, hot I, I, you've t- you and i have talked about this this is one of my many contrarian aspects yeah. i hate when people pander to me <laughs> i hate it that's why I hate Picard season three so much. I was like, stop pandering to me. Uh, I should never be the, the, the fucking demographic that you're going for. You uh, you got the Star Trek in there. You you managed to do I it. Did, I, do, I do it every time. Ba-bam. Um, the true take a drink. Because um, we don't bring up New Jersey that often anymore. But you could take a drink for that one too if you like. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I, <laughs> and think, it was the like, song is, I think the song is good. I don't think it deserves the rap that it gets. I don't think it actually is. I, I'm sure that Dr. Luke felt differently, but I think Katy Perry came at this largely from a genuine place and from a complicated place. Yeah. What? Why did she kiss no girls in it? Like, I understand why Jill Sobule couldn't in 1995. I think she was still dealing with that Christian guilt. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Right. Like, that's just a supposition. You know, I, I, I don't want to put words in Katy Perry's mouth. We don't know. Um, that, I've seen Carrie seems- Perry say that she would have written the song differently if she'd written it now, which mm-hmm. also, you know, I'm like, I, I mean, I don't think you have to backpedal, Katie. <laughs> I yeah. think we all understand that, like, you were in a place and the world was in a place. I mean, if anybody's still mad in 2024 about a song from 2008, I I don't know, man, you're 2000 and late on that. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, there was, um, you remember when she was in the, the video for, uh, the Taylor Swift one, you you need to calm down. Yep. And that there was like rumors that like Taylor and Katie were going to kiss as like a gay rights thing, which would have been horribly tasteless. And Taylor was like, no, that like she, I understand why that would be tasteless. And that never came up. And I was like, Oh, oh. Katie Perry was literally in a song called I kissed a girl and she didn't kiss any girls in it. Like in the video. So like, I, how about like, no, this is obviously not going to happen because this is like, not a thing that happens. Let us leave us not yeah. to uh, entertain these particular things. Yeah. Todd. Let us, let us fear the Gaylers. Let us fear them always. <laughs> um, no, not really. But like, I don't, I don't care. Um, and yeah, I do think it, it would be totally tasteless if they'd done that. And I don't know. I think Katy Perry was just like, she's, who knows? She's, she's about to leave American Idol for a little while. She's no longer doing her Vegas thing. She's going to release like a new record, I think. Yeah. Maybe this is it. Maybe maybe Katy Perry is finally going to come out. Anything could happen. Anything. We'll see. We could, we, we could find out whole new truths about Katy Perry. I don't, Stay I don't tuned. Think, I don't think she has five more number ones coming up. I, you never know. Katy Perry could have. I mean, like, I, I remember. Don't you remember how sad I was? Because she did that. What was it? Um, never Really Over. Yeah. Off a smile, and I was like, this song is great. And it died. It died on the charts. Yeah. Like, it, some things kill. That one just died. It it was sad. I really liked that song. So, like, that that, that confirmed to me. It was like, she's not going to have another uh, song this good. Uh, so and Yeah, it's weird. Like, Smile is not, I don't know that I could really call it a train record, because I don't think it's a bad record. But it certainly was the end. Like God, that was the end. Well, I mean, like I've already done a train record on Katy Perry, I know. and the, like I that, know you have. That was the. But that's a very one. different thing. Yeah, I feel you cheated on that one, Todd. <laughs> How so? It wasn't really. It wasn't really a train record. It was very obviously a train record. There's like it is like <laughs> the 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 train record. Like they don't people don't use train record in uh you know normal conversations. They use witness as the synonym for it. Uh, I am not prepared to say witness is good, actually, and I don't think I would. Let's try and do these four questions that we do. Um, if you've never listened before, we do these four questions so that, uh, you know, uh, we make a little bit of sense out of all the shit we talked for a while. Question number one, one of these songs sticking around, the other one's going away like it never existed. <laughs> Gone. Mm. Kaiser Sose style. For the culture, Todd, which song has to stay? You know, there has uh, not been a very long tale on Jill Sabule's I Kissed a Girl. Nope. The one that's had more effect and probably better. If I, no, I don't want to say that, but I guess I Kissed a Girl, Katy Perry. 
I, I don't feel good about that pick, though. Um, I Here's the thing. I'd like to believe that with or without I Kissed a Girl, Joseph Buell would still be making records. I mean, again, I mean, she's somebody who literally crowdfunded a record before Kickstarter existed. Uh, I'm pretty sure she would have found a way. And um, I don't know. I mean, again, like, she, you know, I think would have made songs like that regardless. I think she would have leaded. She did like, um, she's certainly talked about queer identity quite a bit with or without this song. Um, and in ways I think are pretty helpful. And she continues to do that. And I think she would have done it even if this song had never existed. So in that way, I would give it to Katy Perry's. Yeah. It feels like there's already a lot more gay stuff by 2008 than there was in 1995. So like, even if, Jill Sabule didn't have like the mammoth, of, uh, you know, crater effect of Katy Perry. Like maybe, maybe what she did in 1995 means more. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people feel very strongly about that song. I'm not going to deny that. I remember also having strong feelings about that song at the time. Uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little split on this one. Honestly, I, I don't know. I think maybe I'd give this one to Jill Sabule. All right, house divided. Here we go. Question right. number two is one of history. Also, you could you could experience soup to nuts, everything up to and including the music video, the creation of one and only one of these two songs. Which one do you want to see? How the sausage got made. Don't know how to answer that. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I guess this makes you seem like a pervert. Yeah, it really, really does. Todd, answer this question so I can call <laughs> you a pervert. You, who, who do you want to see kissing girls is the, the, the question. Um, uh, no, I, I, I don't know. how You answer first and then I'll think about it. I, I, okay. I, I, I simply do find Katy Perry more interesting. She's had such a, a big effect on my life. I don't know necessarily. You pervert. I, I don't know necessarily that I'd want to uh, see the sausage getting made on this one. I'm kind of interested in, um, in Joseph Buell on this just because. I don't know that that era that time like hearing the stories about like the clubs that she went to and like if if it meant getting to see her like busking before she like came back to the United States like if I got to do all that stuff I think that would be really interesting like there's something like of a time that you know I was a teenager in the 90s so I didn't really get a chance to enjoy all of the beatnik-esque elements of the decade uh, up close and personal in an, in an independent way. Um, so the idea of being able to see that time period again, but from a, a slightly more adult perspective and and seeing like the stuff that Joe Sobule got up to in the lead up of that song to me is pretty intriguing. Pervert. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, Megan Lee Stallion, she's going to make a playlist full of hot girl shit songs and one of these songs is going on there. Uh, which one of these songs now and forever is hot girl shit? Well, that's Katy Perry. Absolutely. <laughs> and on to the fourth question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, William Shatner, um, thespian, equestrian singer. We're going to give it to him. He's going to do a William Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Todd, which one of these songs must be shat upon? I, I, I feel like the Jill Sobule one would be... Um... William Shatner in full storyteller mode. I feel like there's a, a lot to work with there. I kissed a girl like the lyrics are kind of uh, the Katy Perry one. The lyrics are kind of bad. And I don't know if he would be able to sell them properly. Uh, well, I think, th- I think this is game. a real, this is a real neither for me. <laughs> this is a pretty rare one. Neither. My answer is I don't, I want, I want William Shatner to stay away from these songs now and, and forever. Fair, absolutely fair. All right. Uh, well, I've been silly, and you've been tolerant of it for quite a while. Todd, now the listener comments, the real intellectualism. All right. Roughhausen by proxy writes, voting against Katie on principle, period. This is a, a, a very, very, very common comment this, this week. Yes, I'm Just, not surprised. Yeah. Lanth writes, I remember that hearing that I kissed a girl was a big hit and I thought good for you Jill until I actually heard it. 
I think <laughs> I think <laughs> they're no. saying they I think they're saying they found no, I think they're saying they found out that this was they're actually talking about the Katy Perry song. I think that's what that means. Okay. I thought they were suggesting that like they really liked the idea of the song and then they heard it and they were like, actually this I, Jules Abuel song sucks ass. It could be, I'm not sure, but I I th- that was how I interpreted it. All right. Angela writes, third party vote for all the things she said by tattoo. Absolutely not. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Why? I, I, because I, those like, girls aren't gay at all. You don't know that. We thought that about Katy Perry also. I'm not ready to, uh, to uh, rewrite the, history on tattoo. Uh, I am. Um, but I am with Katy Perry. I'm a hypocrite, Todd. I, I do think all the things she said versus Katy Perry's I Kissed the Girl would be also a fun episode. I would have loved to do that. I, I feel like that's a missed opportunity from us. Okay, well, you can blame yourself. You you forced this to happen. I had nothing to do with it. All right. Apocalypse then writes, now do all the songs named tonight and tell me why and all I want is you. No. <laughs> all the ones named Dreams. All the ones. Uh, we could do we could do Dreams versus Dreams, um, particularly the, the Fleetwood Mac versus the Cranberry song. I feel like there's at least one other big one named Dreams, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I, I, I don't doubt it, but those are the two that I always think of. Yeah. What was it? I watched something that had, uh, um, oh, it was the end of Madam Web. That's right. That's right. They played, they played Cranberry's Dreams, and I got so mad. <laughs> oh, man. Like, that's irrationally furious. That is hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. Uh, spoilers for Madam Web. That's the best joke in it. All right. I was so angry. <laughs> All right. Uh, John Hyman writes, okay, now do Supermodel versus RuPaul's Supermodel. I'm picking Supermodel. <laughs> you better work. Wouldn't right. that be fun, boy? That would another be another like real. Can we get Todd to yeah, vote we were gonna, in favor of RuPaul? Yeah, you. Were, this is that would be one where we'd have to get like a guest star in here to help me out because I am well out of my depth on that one. Yeah, we'd bring somebody in and put you in drag and take and take a lot of pictures. This is never happening. I've yeah. never come up with an idea that is never going to happen more. All right, Kieran J. Commander right. Kieran J. Commander writes. Y'all boomers are wrong about Katy Perry, and some of these criticisms sound a little biphobic and misogynist. It's okay to like either song. The gay police are not going to get you. I think that's a fair comment. I mean, I think that's also true. I mean, now you're telling me that not only do I, but also um, famous YouTuber Princess Weeks also <laughs> apparently has this opinion. Right. I, I don't. I don't know if she said that directly. All right. Ray writes. If Jill Sabule doesn't win, it's homophobia. And then parentheses, this statement is exaggeration for comedic effect. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best one so far. That really hit me. Yep. Blemmy writes, there are two kinds of gays, period. Oh, no. there's, There's not more to it than that. I mean, I've told you this, but like for a very long time, I would always run into older gay men who would refer to me as, quote, trouble, which I'm pretty sure meant stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that That's fair. Anyway, there are two types of gays. Stupid <laughs> is one of them, and that's, that's, that's the one that I am. All right. Lily Lil K writes, around the same time the song was released, I kissed a girl, and I liked it. Too bad my boyfriend didn't mind it, and we broke up because of it. Despite the memory, I still prefer Katie's song. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, that's how it's meant to be, though. I mean, right. at that point, you probably, if the guy's not going to be all right with it, you probably should break up with them. And that, thank you for calling into Loveline. Yes. All right. Lucas writes, I voted for I Kissed a Girl. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> thank you, Lucas. I'm surprised we didn't get more of that comment. In fact, that was like one of the last comments we got. <laughs> It's, I, it is the joke I thought of constantly throughout researching this. And yet only one person made it. Thank you, Lucas. And Thank you, Lucas. F- and finally, one last one. Raven Wolf writes, As a lesbian, Jill Silbule's song is the less offensive and obvious choice. But as a slut, I have to go with the Katy Perry song because it goes harder. Isn't that that's kind of close you to what see? you said? Yes. I, 
Yes, I've, we've been talking for over an hour, 90% of it being me, and that person just explained it in a sense. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That was the comments. All that is left is the results. How do you think this one's going to go? Because I had genuinely no idea. Just like I when- really don't know. Again, as I'm often wrong when I say this, but um, Katy Perry's song seems to be the one that's more in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. So I usually assume the more zeitgeisty song is going to win. Uh-huh. But there weren't a ton of votes on this, so this really could go either way. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the the kids remember Jill Sabuel. That one's not uh, stood the test of time for them or it has not reached them. So the, the, the votes were kind of low on this. Normally, I would assume that the more popular one would win, but it's this one's kind of like the let it go versus how far I'll go episode. Like, is let it go going to win because it's so much bigger or is it going to lose because it's so much bigger? Mm. So what's what's your guess? My guess is still that Katy Perry's going to take it. All right. For a total of 263 to 234, that is a very close 53 to 47% split. We love the 90s here on Song vs. Song. Jill wow, Buell beat Katy Perry. Has Katy Perry won a single one of these? Because I don't think so. I mean, if we ca- actually cared about the results, we should probably write them down at some point so I could go Oh, yeah, check. there you go. Well, who, um, she went against Lady Gaga, right, the last time? Right, for po- Poker Face versus Teenage Dream, and then we did Roar versus Brave. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Anyway, thanks for listening to our great podcast. We <laughs> we remember every single episode, and so should you. Well, that was fun. And we will, uh, <laughs> depending on how we decide that went, we may do more uh, title versus title matchups in the future. Yes, but, let us know what you think about that. Uh, that. Thank you. You ready for the next one? Yes, I am. We will be doing Last Night by the Strokes versus... Fell in love with a girl by the white stripes. Meet me in the bathroom, Lena. I will. <laughs> no, I All won't. I won't do that. I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'll go to jail if I do that. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. bye. What did I- give us money. Thanks. Bye. All oh, right. I forgot. Also, go to our Patreon. And give us money. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>